For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, Knoll Nation. Welcome, everyone. This is episode six of the Believe in FSU football podcast. My name is Chris Sharp, and I am your host of the show. Now, Believe is the number one sports podcast network. And if you, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Luminary, the TuneIn app, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on it and we are available. We provide coverage of the NFL, the MLB, NBA, college sports, anything in athletics, you name it, we cover it. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at underscore Chris Sharp underscore, or you can use the hashtag BelieveFSU. Now, funny enough, I was going to record, a, I actually had just recorded a recap of the Miami game, and I was in the process of uploading it when the news just came down that Coach Willie Taggart has indeed been fired by Florida State University. It came down to today, it's effective immediately, and Coach Taggart, the Willie Taggart area is over in Tallahassee, and Coach Odell Hagens will now be the interim head coach throughout the rest of the season. I had mentioned how losing to your rivals is something you just cannot do, and after the Miami game, I was kind of worried about Coach Taggart's presence, and really the only thing I thought that could save him was recruiting, because Coach uh, Taggart had a decent recruiting class in with a lot of solid prospects, and I figured maybe if he sticks around, then he can bring those recruits in, but I think as a whole, the university, according to uh, President Thrasher, they said this is a a decision to help preserve the university and to help benefit the university in the long term, and they just didn't believe that Coach Taggart was getting it done. And honestly, the, the execution on the field with the penalties, only having 10 men on, uh, false starts, kind of a lack of discipline in certain aspects, that's things a coach controls, and that's kind of been out of control for Florida State for this year and last year as well. And even though recruiting is getting a little, a little bit better and the O-line is still a huge problem, that's something that Coach Taggart maybe could have done better in the offseason of, hey, getting some more Juco linemen or getting some grad transfers and making sure that this O-line's up to par. Or also making sure that the, the players just really know the plays and they, they can execute. And some of the habits on the field as well, like talking, talk, you know, talk, talking crap, you know, like pregame. I remember Dante Lucas at Wake Forest. He's yapping to the other team when he really has no right to do that. Florida State has not done well in the Coach Taggart's era. They're 9-12 and 12 and 6-9 and in the ACC. So going over to your opponents and talking crap pregame is not really a good way to go about it especially when you're trying to rebuild a program also even this week in the media some of the players are saying oh we're going to beat Miami for sure you want to have confidence yes but you really have no right to be as cocky as some of these players have been over the years so I went I won't say it's all on coach Tagger but it, once you're the face of the program and once you are the leader of the program it's all under your umbrella so just as when coach Saban for at Alabama when he gets credit for all the success that Alabama has you also get the blame on the, on, the, on the vice versa end. So Coach Sager takes the blame. FSU was 4-5 and five on, on the season, and honestly, they probably should have been at least close to more of an 8-4 and four range to finish the season. Uh, the game is against Boise State, Virginia, come to mind, Wake Forest as well. They were leading in all those games at one point, and they failed to execute and failed to finish. That's not all on Coach Tagger, but at the same time, he's in charge of the program, and he has to will these players to have the next level. And honestly, he just didn't have it in, I guess, right now, or it just wasn't coming to fruition. Now, this could be, I kind of compare this to the economy in that sometimes when the economy turns around, it's actually the predecessor who's really in charge of that and not necessarily the person who's currently in charge. So 
hypothetically, you could see maybe the, whoever the next coach will be, you could see them making a huge impact based off the foundation that Coach Taggart left or built. However, it just still wasn't working out. And honestly, this might have been a better move. Just kind of cutting bait right now and paying the buyout and have, letting Coach uh, Taggart go his separate ways. So the details on the buyout, it's going to cost FSU at least $17 million at least, but it may be a little bit more than that. It, that, that will come in time. But for right now, Florida State decided to move on. And it's just, it, it's, it's kind of a sad situation. Situation. Coach Tag was a good guy from all appearances. I've talked to him, talked to him a couple of times. I've met him a couple of times. He was a really nice individual, nice man. And he had a vision to bring the program back and to go back into what made Florida State special. But it just wasn't executed right. I appreciate the effort of kind of going back to the 90s theme and bringing back some of the players from the 80s and 90s and bring those guys back to help instill some life into the program and to have more fun. I know under Coach Fisher toward the end, it, it became more of a business. And the players and the environment, they weren't having fun anymore. And I know you need to win, but also enjoying the process and enjoying being a Florida State Seminole. That's something that Coach Tiger was trying to bring back. And I really did appreciate that effort. But it just didn't translate on the field, whether it was just due to recruiting or lack of execution or, or even just having a bad line. Things were not organized. The deco- position coaches weren't holding their players accountable. Players were playing out of position. It just wasn't working out to its full fruition. So it's an unfortunate situation. And it'll be very intriguing to see who, where Florida State goes next. Do they want more of a, discipl- more of a disciplinary coach? Do they want more of a, a young hotshot? Do they bring in an older, more established veteran? I know there's been rumors of Urban Meyer. Personally, I think Urban Meyer is going to go to USC, if anywhere, but just because Southern California has a lot, you know, there's more money out there. It's a more traditional program. And they'd probably be able to pay Coach Meyer a lot more than Florida State will. And we'll see what the booster program does. They're gonna, the FSU is certainly going to have to borrow some money from the boosters because the money is not there to pay not only Coach Taggart's contract out, but also the rest of his staff. And you could maybe see some of the, some of the Coach Bryles or even Coach Levitt stay. You really don't know. They're, I know Coach Hagan's is going to be the interim coach, but you might see some of these assistants stick around just because, one, Florida State can't really afford to can't really afford to buy out everybody at this point, but also they might stick around and maybe say, hey, I might have a chance to be here and make a name for myself. So only time will tell, but it's very intriguing to see the Coach Taggart era ending. And I'm really curious to see how this is going to affect recruiting because with the early signing period in December now, it is crucial to for Florida State to get some, st- some st- stability and some guidance at the head coaching position because these recruits, they're going to want to sign early. Some will wait till February, but most won't. So this is similar to when Coach Taggart left. The key is for Florida State to either maybe have these kids hold off on, on committing or signing or wait till February or convince them, hey, you are in love with Florida State and we are okay. Currently, Florida State is ranked number 20. They're the 22nd ranked class in the ESPN uh, football class rankings. So that's currently, actually, that was actually the previous year. Let's go to 2020. So in 2019, they were 22nd. That was under Coach Taggart. This season, they're actually 13th with 20 commits. They did just lose one uh, today, however, a cornerback out of Jacksonville. So it'll be interesting to see because Jeff Sims, for example, he's a quarterback. He's very interested in coming to Florida State. He's been a diehard and always been recruiting very hard, but he might waver uh, now that Coach Taggart's gone. And a lot of these commits, a lot of their family members and their parents and their grandparents, they said they, they wanted to come to Florida State because they believed in Coach Taggart as a father figure and as a mentor and as a role model as well. They believed in that model of FSU 
And it wasn't just the performance on the field. They liked what was going on off the field with the, the family atmosphere that Florida State was portraying. So maybe Coach Higgins can kind of keep that vibe going and convince some of these, co- some of these commits to stick around. But it's going to be a tough task, a tall order, because Florida's doing pretty well this season. Miami, they're, if they trend, usually they kind of fluctuate after the Florida State game, but they're currently 5-4. and four. They can maybe finish strong as well. So it'll be, And with Clemson, Georgia, and Alabama – all being powers in the Southeast. The state of Florida is getting poached every week, every year of, of commits, and they're getting poached of talent. So Ohio State as well is taking talent from Florida. So it'd be very intriguing to see what Florida State does and who stays, sticks around and who kind of abandons ship. This is a very tumultuous time in Florida State football. The, the program is at, its, it's at a very crucial juncture in that this first experiment did not work well. So unfortunately it didn't happen that way, but we'll see what happens in the future. And there's a lot of... A lot of turnover that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, so I'll have plenty of episodes and plenty of content out as well. It was unfortunate that Miami, Miami did win 27-10, and Florida State didn't, didn't execute the, in all three phases, in my opinion. They, they, they were down from the jump. Miami was a, a slightly better team, in my opinion, but I don't think they were that much of a favorite, but that's what it went down this past weekend, and that kind of Coach Taggart had to pay for it. He, he ended up getting fired just because of that. So Florida State cut bait early, and now the Willie Taggart era is over. Florida State didn't do it; did indeed do something, and they cut Coach Taggart. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future and who are the candidates coming out. And I'll do a lot of research into that and kind of dig around with some of my connections, and my contacts, contacts as well. But thank you for tuning in, and this has been the Believe in FSU Football Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.